0: Easter Sunday morning to do nothing
1: locked away in some grave somewhere, Jesus Christ is alive and well, amen. That's the awesome truth about what all, what all this represents. You've heard of many other gods and many other religions, I'm telling you, I only know of one who gave his life for us. Other gods require lives, but they require the sacrifice of your life jesus christ died to give you life and to give you hope and eternity and we're here today on this resurrection easter sunday morning let me tell you something you're in the right place today we are so excited over the last several nights we have lost count how many folks got saved people have given their lives to christ and accepted him into their hearts and it is beautiful to see them one after the other accept the lord and you know what I'm believing that in this service this morning, there's going to be no less celebrations and dancing in heaven. Because the Bible says that heaven rejoices. The angels of God rejoice when one comes to know the Lord. Well, I'm believing for them to have a pandemonic party where they can't even control themselves today. Welcome to Stratford Heights today. I want you to turn around, find somebody you can shake their hand. Tell them they're looking as good as you've seen them look all day long. It's all right. You can tell them how pretty they look. Just tell them how pretty they look. Amen. As we said, welcome. Thank you for choosing to be with us today at Stratford Heights Church on Easter Sunday morning. We're believing that this, the, the message through the songs and through the drama through the word of God, it's going to transform and change your life. I said it in the first service and I'll say it again. The most important decision that you will ever make in your life is not who you will marry. It's not where you will live or what job you will do. The most important decision in your life is not based on anything this human form or this life has to offer. The most important decision that you will ever make in your life is is the decision of what you will do with Jesus Christ in an empty tomb, what you will do with him, how you will accept him or reject him, most important decision you'll ever make. And my prayer is that today, there'll be a lot of folks make a good decision for the Lord. Listen to what the Bible says as we open up and begin in prayer in just a moment. John was writing about what he saw after the victor had received his crown. He said, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. He will dwell with them. They shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there should be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things have all passed away. Ooh, isn't that going to be a good time? And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. He said unto me, Jesus saying this, he said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. He that com- overcometh shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son or my daughter. Can you say amen to God's word? Amen. Just any day now, I don't know when it's gonna happen, but by faith, believing this is the infallible inerrant word of God. I am believing for the coming of Jesus Christ once again He came as a baby in Bethlehem. He left as a sacrificing savior for our sins. How many of you know he's coming back as a warrior champion for his church? Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, as we come before you on this Easter Sunday morning, this resurrection day, we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We honor you and we lift you up. I thank you for all of these folks that have come to your house this morning. I pray that their lives will be inspired, challenged, touched, and changed. That, Lord, you will do a work in them, meeting the very needs of their lives, answering the questions that some would have who have come here today curious. Lord, we believe that you have the answers to all of mankind. And we know and believe that our confidence in you, our faith in you, is certainly not misplaced. So I pray that men and women here today, boys and girls, will, will come to a saving knowledge. They'll accept you today in the life-transforming change that comes through your touch over their lives. Oh, we, we desire it and we pray it and we believe for it now in the name of Jesus Christ. Be with us as we celebrate what you have done and given for us. And everyone together said amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Our ushers are coming, and as they come in this moment, we're going to ask them to be ready to receive and take offering today for those, our regular attenders, who are come and you're prepared to to worship the Lord with your gifts. Amen. Father, we come again, and we ask your blessings over our offering today for those who have come prepared to worship you, with their gifts, we thank you. We thank you for our missionaries around the world that we support, that we love. We're praying that, God, we will be able to not just give in an offering, but, Lord, will meet a need in their ministries and lives. And, Lord, we thank you for the continuing work of outreach here in our community. We thank you for those who are here, who are able to give, and, Lord, most importantly, those who are not. We pray for them, and we ask your blessings upon all. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.
2: John, you found us. We've been hiding here since Jesus was arrested in the garden.
3: The city is in chaos. I wasn't sure I could find you. As soon as Jesus died, there was an earthquake. The temple was destroyed. We buried Jesus in a tomb a little while ago. Everyone else is in hiding too. Judas! Judas! Sorry to tell you, my brothers. He couldn't handle the guilt from his betrayal and he hanged himself outside of the city walls. How could Judas betray
2: Jesus like that?
4: How? How can. I am no better. I failed Jesus too. And now, now he's dead and I can't, I can't ask for his forgiveness. I can't beg for his forgiveness. I should have been there defending him, but no, I, I turned and ran. I even denied. I even denied that I even, I even knew him.
2: Peter, we all should have been there for Jesus. He said that when the shepherd is struck, that the sheep of the flock would scatter, we scattered, but you John, you were with him to the very end.
3: I ran too, but then I couldn't bear to leave Jesus after the trial. His death when he died I will never forget. Jesus was beaten so badly, covered in blood from head to toe, That he was unrecognizable. And as he struggled to breathe on the cross, he asked God to forgive all those who put him up there. Peter, don't be so upset. Jesus loved you very much. Do you remember what he said? How when you failed, you would repent and come back to strengthen your brothers you're here with us. We need your leadership. I don't know about you guys, but I want to remember Jesus alive Tell his wonderful stories. I learned so much from them. One of my favorites is about the lost son and the great mercy of his father.
5: And his younger son, he came to his father and said, "Father, a share of your estate now, before you die." And so, his father agreed and divided two sons. A few days later, this young man he packed belongings and he moved to a far and distant land. And there he wasted all that he had on wild living. Now as soon as his money had run out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. And so he persuaded a farmer to hire him as a servant. And this man sent him out into his fields to feed the pigs. Now this young man, he was so overcome with hunger, That even the slop in the pig's bins looked good to him to eat. But no one gave him anything. Now when he had finally come to his senses. He said to himself. Even back home the hired servants have food enough to spare. And yet here I am dying of hunger. I shall return home. And I shall say to my father. Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Please, as a hired servant. And so, he began the journey home. And while he was still a long way off, his soul saw him coming. And to overcome with love. And to overcome with compassion ran to his son and embraced him and kissed him. But the son said, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. But his father, his father, Peter, he said to his get in his robes and put them on him. Go get a ring for his finger. And sandals for his feet. Go and kill them. Because tonight, tonight we shall celebrate with a feast. Because my son, who was once dead, he is now alive. He was lost, James. But now, he is found.
4: Jesus, he always showed me mercy, even though I continue to, to, to mess up all the time.
6: I understand how you feel. I was ashamed too by mistakes of my past. <clears throat> the day I met Jesus had start, started out like any other. I always went to the well at the hottest part of the day to avoid the crowds really it was to avoid gossip and judgment Please, Come on. But you're a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink?
5: If only you knew, God has for you, and who you are speaking to, you would ask of me, and I would give you living water.
6: But sir, you have nothing to draw with. And this well is very deep. How would you get this living water?
5: Those who drink of this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I give, they will never be thirsty again. It becomes a bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life.
6: Well, please, sir, Give me some of this living water, and I'll never thirst again. And I won't have to come here to get water.
5: Go and get your husband.
6: I have no husband.
5: You are right. You do not have a husband. For you have had five husbands. And you're not even married to the one that you're living with now. You have certainly spoken the truth.
6: How could you possibly know that? You must be a prophet.
5: The time is coming. Indeed, it is here now when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father must be worshipped in that way. For God is spirit, and therefore he will be worshipped both in spirit and
6: in truth. Well, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who's called Christ, and when he comes, he'll explain everything to us.
5: I am the Messiah
6: this is incredible. I have to tell everyone...
2: Samaria that day he was always on a mission to rescue someone that day he was on a mission to rescue you
6: my life was forever changed by that encounter at first I didn't really understand see I had spent my whole life searching for something to satisfy this ache this emptiness I had inside of me and I searched in all the wrong places when Jesus mentioned the living water, I felt something inside me change, but I couldn't explain it. I just knew that I had to share what he told me. So I went back to the village and I told everyone, come and see this man. He told me everything I had ever done. Could he be the Messiah? And every time I told someone, this feeling just grew stronger. And for the first time, I felt satisfied. You know, many went to see him that day, and they believed. But it wasn't because of what I told them. It was because they heard Him for themselves. Now I understand. It was Him. He was the living water.
7: He must have been on a similar mission the day I met Jesus. Who didn't just love and forgive. He was able to heal our bodies. You see, I had been sick and unable to walk for 38 years. And I had lost all hope that I would ever be made well again.
5: Would you like to get well?
7: I can't, sir. I have no one to put me in the pool when the angel stirs the water. Someone always gets in before me and they are healed. Stand up. cannot work on the Sabbath. The law does not allow you to carry that sleeping mat. The man who healed me told me to pick up my mat and walk. Who would say such a thing? I don't know who he was. That day I went to the temple and I recognized that the man that healed me was Jesus I pointed him out to the Pharisees and I overheard them plotting about how they were going to stop Jesus from influencing the people but I had no idea they wanted to stop his good works Jesus didn't just heal me that day he gave me a new life and I had to accept that new life when he offered it to me and I'm so glad I did
8: I was desperate for change and a new life. I was sick for 12 years, and I saw physicians, but none of them could help me. I only grew worse, but then I heard about Jesus, and suddenly I had hope. This new hope, this hope, made me brave. I knew that somehow I had to get to where Jesus was.
9: been ostracized for 12 years I'm used to being alone Spent everything I had It's gone I'm used to being put down My issues tell it all My only hope is anchored In this fall If I could just hide his garment. I know I'd be made whole if I could just press my way through this madness. His love would say heal my soul. just the brush of him stop the flow if he knew would he rebuke me or shame me to the crowd but I'm desperate cause it's never or it's now if I could just touch the hem of his garment I know I'd be just press my way through this madness his love would heal my soul and then suddenly he turned around he said somebody has unleashed my power well frightened." Embarrassed, I bowed. You see, I told him of my trouble.
8: Physicians failed me. They said I was hopelessly incurable, maybe incurable to them, but not without hope. That day, I pressed through the crowd. I reached out and I touched his robe, and just like I believed, I was made whole. And now I stand before you completely whole. No matter what anyone says, I will always have trust. Jesus, always.
4: What courage that must have took to press through a crowd that only condemned you. I too faced similar opposition the day the crowd tried to silence me when I cried out to Jesus to heal me from my blindness. But all I had to do was ask and believe Him and that day I received my sight. And from that day forward, I, I followed Jesus, and I'll never stop telling everyone what he did for me.
3: Jesus Son of David have mercy on me Jesus What
5: do you want me to do for you?
3: Lord, I want my eyes to be opened. Be healed. I I can see. I can see. Oh.
10: Did you see the crowd chanting Hosanna as Jesus came into town? They are worshiping Him as if He were a king. Something must be done to stop this. He has blasphemed against God, professing Himself to be God.
1: This is one of Jesus' followers, Judas.
10: Can you help us? We only wish to bring Jesus to justice. Can you tell us where he will be? Tell me. What will you give me to betray Jesus to you? Here is 30 pieces of silver. Can you tell us where he will be and soon? Send your soldiers with me to the
11: garden. That's where he'll be. The man that I greet with a kiss, that'll be
10: Jesus. And you seek. We must go to Pilate. Only he could put Jesus to death. It is the only way to stop his overwhelming popularity. I hope this Judas delivers Jesus soon. We must take care of this before the Passover celebration.
4: Wow, what a wonderful night. Tonight we've we've all shared stories of how Jesus touched our lives. For some, He he forgave and some He healed. He brought hope to, to us all. It was just a few nights ago that us and some of the other closest disciples, we gathered in a room much like this one. And we had wonderful fellowship with Jesus Little did we know it would be our last. I think it would be, it'd be appropriate if we would, would share the Passover meal like we did that night to remember the sacrifice of Jesus. Jesus, he sat down with us and he, and he took bread and broke it. And he said, take, eat this Is my body which is broken for you for the forgiveness of your sins? Take and eat. After we took the bread, he grabbed a cup and he filled it and he said. This cup represents my blood that was shed for you. Shed for the the sacrifice of the sins of all mankind. Take, drink. you might imagine. It was a solemn moment. But then Jesus began to give us instruction. He said that very soon he would be going to his father and that we should remain here and wait. But he reassured us that he was going to return and come back for us.
3: I got a look in my throat to think Jesus was leaving us. <laughs> he said... would weep and grieve, but then suddenly it would turn to wonderful joy when we see him again. We grieve tonight, but if I have learned anything from Jesus, is when he said something, it happened. He told us not to let our hearts be troubled, but to trust him, for he was the way, for he was the truth, for he was the life, and no one can come to the Father except through Him. My heart does grieve, but I have this hope that this is not the end.
4: John, you're right. (laughs) Jesus will return for us. And He told us these things to prepare us. He said, in this world you will have troubles, you will have trials, but take courage because I have overcome the world.
7: What happened after that Passover meal that you shared? How did Jesus get arrested?
2: Well, after the Passover meal, Jesus wanted to go pray in the Garden of Gethsemane. It was quiet, and there was an eerie feeling that night as, as though something was about to happen. We were supposed to be on watch, but I couldn't stay awake. I could hear Jesus crying out to the Father like I'd never heard him do before.
5: Stay here while I go over there. My soul is crushed with grief to the point of, so stay here and keep watch with me.
12: is near to fulfill the plan that we started so long ago to draw all our children back to us oh, but father oh I'm beginning to feel the weight of this sin it's so heavy oh, father it's so heavy is there any other way father is there any other way can this chalice pass from me
11: my son my beloved son, you know there is no other way. Sin brings death, and the death they owe is death, an eternal separation from us. Without the debt paid, my righteous judgment will fall upon them.
12: They are weak and broken by the sins that they commit, and only my sacrifice can bring them freedom from those sins. Oh, Father, in that moment when I bear all of their sins, Father, I will become sin itself. And because you are holy, you will not even be able to look upon me. Oh, Father, I've never been separated from you. And, Father, in that moment, the same sin that used to separate us from our children will now separate me from you.
11: My son, I know. I love them. We love them. I do not want even one person to perish into eternal punishment. But I want everyone to turn away from their sin and surrender their lives to us because I have a wonderful plan for each and every one of them. I am giving them you, my only son. If they believe in you and on your sacrifice, they will be saved from the judgment. Take courage. Our separation will be for only a little while. On the third day, you will rise in victory, giving mankind strength and power to be able to overcome the temptations and struggles they face. We will be reunited again, and you will sit with me on my right side, and I will give you all things as an inheritance. Jesus, you do not have to go through this. It is your decision, my son.
12: Oh, Father, I know, Lord, I know there will be ones who will not accept me even after I give my life. But, Father, I will still die for them. Father, I love them. And Father, I love you. And so, I offer myself in absolute obedience to you. Nevertheless, not my will be done, but your will be done. Keep watching, pray So that you do not give in to temptation You see, the spirit is willing But the body, the body is weak Up, let's get going The son of man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners Look, my betrayer is here Hill, Rabbi Master
5: Teacher Do what you come for, my friend. Thank you. Time up.
13: that it is done.
14: Did you not get my message? I had an awful dream last night about the man named Jesus.
13: That he is a just
14: and innocent man. I believe it was a warning to let him go.
13: Why did you sentence him to death? I received your message, but what was I to do? I am the governor of Judea and Caesar has charged me to keep peace here. I will not let Caesar think I'm not doing my job.
14: I fear trouble will be upon you for the choice you've made. You
13: have no idea the pressure I was under. I thought he was innocent, even when the religious leaders tried to convince me otherwise. It was obvious they were jealous of the love people had for him. They pressured me to make a quick decision because they can't do it, and they wanted it done before the Passover feast. They threatened me that if I didn't sentence Jesus, they would say that I was not a friend of Caesar. I had to find out for myself if Jesus was guilty, so I had him brought privately into my chambers, and I asked him if he was a king, but his response astonished me that his kingdom was not of this world. He didn't answer any more of my questions, but I thought that I could frighten him into confessing by letting him know that I had the power to release him or crucify him, but he said that I, a governor of Rome, did not have the power to take his life and that only that power comes from above. I have no love for Jews or of their customs, but there was something so genuine about Jesus. So I had a decision to make. Do I follow justice or do I give the religious leaders what they want?
14: So you... are Only choice was to choose justice or give in to the Jews.
13: I wanted to choose justice So I remembered that at Passover time according to Jewish custom. I could release a prisoner of the Jews choosing Surely they would want to release Jesus rather than Barabbas who was a thief and caused riots in the city. I Was wrong the religious leaders encouraged the crowd to shout Release Barabbas! And the crowd was on the verge of a riot when I asked them what to do with Jesus. They shouted, Crucify him! Crucify him! I I insisted that I found Jesus innocent of the charges, but the crowd cried out all the more to have Jesus crucified. I had one final idea, so I instructed the soldiers to have Jesus whipped and beaten, So the crowd and religious leaders would see this and realize their mistake. Soldiers beat Jesus 39 times. They placed a crown made of thorns on his head and draped a scarlet robe on him. But they brought him back out to the crowd and even the sight of him dripping with blood and trembling from the pain didn't diminish their resolve to make him an example. If I didn't give in, then the whole city would have erupted in chaos.
14: I feel unsettled. It's as if there's more to this than just a man dying on the cross. You have sentenced many people as governor, but this... This feels different. I hope history judges you justly for the decision you've made.
13: I washed my hands of his blood, trying to absolve myself of his death. I did all I could to keep peace with the Jews and keep my political standing intact. However, this decision, I fear, will haunt me for the rest of my life.
15: Joseph, a rich man from Arimathea, who was also a follower of Jesus, went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate issued an order to release the body to him. Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a long linen cloth. He placed it in his own new tomb, which had been carved out of the rock. He then rolled a great stone across the entrance and left. The following day, on the first day of the Passover ceremonies, the leading priests and Pharisees went to see Pilate. They told him that Jesus claimed he would be raised from the dead after three days. So they requested that Pilate seal the tomb until the third day to prevent the disciples from stealing his body and telling everyone he came back to life. Pilate agreed and sent guards with them to seal the tomb and stand watch to protect.
1: don't have them. You see, my brain has not yet reached a point where it could form a thought that can adequately describe the greatness of God. And my lungs have not yet developed the ability to release a breath with enough agility to breathe out the greatness of His love. My voice, you see, my voice is so inhibited, restrained by human limits that it's hard to even send a praise on. You see if there are words for him then i don't have them my god his grace is remarkable mercies are innumerable strength is impenetrable he is honorable accountable and favorable unsearchable and yet knowable he's indefinable and approachable indescribable and yet he's personal he is beyond comprehension further than imagination constant through generations king of every nation he is beyond our understanding but if there are words for him then i don't have them you see my words are few and to try to capture the one true god using my vocabulary will never do but i use words words as an expression an expression of worship to a Savior. A Savior who is born in both worthy and deserving of my praise. So I use words. My heart extols the Lord, blesses His name forever. He has won my heart, He's captured my mind, and bound them both together. He has defeated me in my rebellion, He's conquered me in my sin. He has welcomed me into his presence, completely invited me in. He has made himself the object of my sight, flooding me with mercies in the morning, drowning me with grace in the night. But if there are words for him, then I don't have them. But what I do have, I said what I do have, I have good news. For my God knew that man-made words would never do. For words are just a tool that we use to point to the truth. So he sent his son, Jesus Christ, as the word, living proof. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created and nothingness was given formation. And by his word, he sustains in the power of his name. For he is before all things, he is above all things, and he is through all things. Holy is his name. I praise him today for his life. The way he preserved and strife. the humble son of God became the ultimate, perfect sacrifice. I praise him for his death. That he willingly stood in our place. That he lovingly endured the grave. That he battled our enemy. On the third day he rose in victory. I praise him as the risen king. Lift your voice and sing. For one day he will return for us and we will finally be united with our savior for all eternity so it's not just words that i proclaim for my words point to the word and the word has a name hope has a name joy has a name peace has a name and that name is jesus christ praise his name forever
2: Mary, where have you been?
3: I went to lay flowers by the tomb this morning. And I couldn't believe my eyes. I saw Jesus. He has risen. Come and see the tomb is
0: Inside of me, his day is long dead and gone because I've got a new day, a new life, but not the same at all. And I'm ready. Oh, I am free, oh, praise the Lord, you set me free. So I'll shake off these heavy. Because I'm not who I am blood of the land. Oh, and my healing comes through his stripes. My deliverance is here right now. I am redeemed.
1: Close by you. You see, a lot of times people think that people in church they, they've just lived this like lived in a bubble, or they you know they've not really had any big problems like you have, like you you know you've gone through. I look down through here at each one of these people, and I know he don't care. Several years ago, like I got called over to his house. I've known this boy since the day he was born. I was at the hospital the day he was born. I've loved Kyle. This boy had gotten so wrapped up and so destroyed in heroin addiction. Every time I looked at him, I was afraid. I leaned over to someone at a funeral I was at, and there was Kyle standing there in the corner. He didn't weigh 100 pounds, as tall as he is. He looked like a human skull. And I said to the person standing next to me, I said, His will be next if God doesn't do something went over to his house and found him coiled up on the floor trying to get through withdrawal. It was the most horrible day. I'll never forget that day. This guy on the street in a gang, sister killed, all kinds of trouble in his life. He found Jesus Christ and the Lord set him free. And now you can't, you can't come into a service where Carlos doesn't give God thanks. You know, you don't know what God saved him from. You don't know how far in sin that he really was. He would have been scary to most of you in his life. But God reached down into his life and set him free. And so when you see him worship, when you see him run, when you see him excited, jumping up and down, that's because you don't know how far God had to go down to get him, to pull him up. And he is giving God all the glory and all the honor. And this lady. Got to be careful. I can't embarrass her. She's so sweet and quiet. She went through a battle this last year, and she went through that a lot privately. But she was determined to share her testimony of overcoming power. God touched her, and God walked with her all through this last year of cancer. And now, March, she got her declaration completely cancer-free. God came through with her life and gave her that wonderful testimony of freedom. Jose, you, you read what he, what he had on here, and you see... Set free from depression and pills and dependency. So many things the enemy uses to try to destroy. It could have been alcohol. It could have been any number of other things. But this was the tools the enemy was using to rip this young man's life out of faith and out of God's hand. But the enemy thought he had him. But Jesus reached out and grabbed him. Took him and he set free. This lady is now four years four years you're looking at a dead woman they told her there was no hope they told her prepare for the end there was I mean we were all trying to convince her do everything you can go through the chemos go through radiation go through the surgeries do all those things we want you to stick around and she just looked at me with this big smile on her face and she said I'm gonna use and try faith in Jesus I'm gonna hold to my faith and here she is now say what you want believe it or don't believe it the doctors are scratching their head she's four years cancer free god has touched her life and healed her completely it was only a few months ago that i didn't know what this guy what his end was going to be met with his family met with him cried with him couldn't get free he made promise after promise after promise He felt he disappointed everybody in his life his children his his family his friends his church i didn't i didn't know what was going to take but god led you brought you through it and out of it and we got this day we got this day man the other night when you did this and you brought that out i bawled my eyes out now i've had three times to see it god set you free these people have had horrible issues horrible problems They've gone through hell backwards. They've seen the worst of the worst, and they've had to go through it. But I'm telling you, God is so real. The evidence that that tomb is empty is sitting right over here, right here on that front pew. That's your evidence. Somebody says, is God real? Is God real? It's god for uh, bring him down pastor i'll bring him down all right i can show you in one life after another how many people have been transformed you know back then there were only 12 disciples how many in here would say i have been set free redeemed by jesus my life has been turned around let me see your hand all the way up that's way more than 12. there is more evidence in this moment that god exists and that jesus christ is alive and well than there ever was back then. The stories are amazing. We have them in the Word of God, the infallible, inerrant Word of God. People have tried their best to discredit it. They've tried to rip it to shreds, but after every test, it still stands through every generation. And it still holds the truth that if you and I will follow through and look at the precepts that God laid down in that Word, that precious, holy Word of God, It'll take us all the way through every crisis, every trial, every trouble, everything you've ever fought in your life. There's an answer for it in God's Word. And you heard us earlier. He is the Word. Jesus Christ is His Word personified in human flesh. He's real this morning. What I love the most about Him is He makes a promise in that Word. It's Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 26. One of my favorite scriptures, it says this. It says, I will come in and I will give you a new heart. I will give you a new spirit within you. His word says, I will go in and take that stony, hard-hearted, cold, bitter, confused heart of yours. He says, and I'll pull it out of you. And I'll give you a brand new heart. He promises to make us new creatures in Christ. That's the experience that I've had. You've come too late. I'm not going to debate with you about God's existence. I know, I know as good as I know the nose on my face that God is real, and he came into my life. He transformed my life. I'll never forget the night I accepted Christ into my life. I sat, perhaps like you are right now, and I looked at everything going on. I looked at all the religious people, and I just thought, they're, they're just different than me. I, I'm not like them. I don't know what I believe I sat there the whole night while the Holy Spirit was just knocking on my heart. He was speaking to my soul. There was something outside of me that was just wrapping, wrapping me up, telling me that it was real, that I needed to trust this. I kept fighting and fighting and fighting as I stood. about ripped the chair in front of me in two. It wasn't emotionalism. God's Holy Spirit at work in my heart and in that moment I'll never forget when I got out of my seat and I started to walk down the aisle as soon as I did it just seemed like all the way to the whole world lifted off of me I felt the power of God transforming me and I met him and I knew him and that night I laid up my pillow in my bed and I kept thinking why in the world did you fight this joy this peace This freedom, you feel like a million dollars. Why would you have ever fought this? And I'm asking you today, why are you fighting? God loves you. He loves you as if you were the only person in this room. He speaks to your heart today and he asks you, what will you do with this empty tomb? What will you do with the truth of God's word in your life? Are you going to continue to put religion in a box with other people? I understand a, a lot of times people connected all to churches or preachers or ministries and, and there's good and there's bad out there. If I was a devil and all I had to do was put a hypocrite on a pew to discourage you, boy, my job is easy. What do you do with Jesus? What do you do with Jesus? What do you do with an empty tomb and a savior who is not just a God of the past, He's not just a God of creation and then 2,000 years ago, the stories that you saw acted out here today. He's the God of right now. He's here. His word says that wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, there I'll be. He's here. The same Jesus who hung on the cross, the same Jesus that walked on water, the same Jesus that healed all the sick folks and raised Lazarus from the dead. That same Jesus is here, here this morning. I believe it, I believe it or I'd resign. I believe it with all my heart and better than that, I know it because I feel him inside my heart. I want you to every head bowed and every eye closed, sitting right where you are this morning. I'm gonna ask you a question. You may have came because... Your mother invited you or your daddy asked you to come or maybe you came for friends or family maybe you just thought you'd just get this over with it's Easter I'm just gonna go do that religious thing because at the end of the day you know I'm not I'm not a, a pagan I, I do believe so I'm gonna go Man, I don't care how you got here what's important is what are you gonna do with this what are you gonna do about your children What are you going to do about the faith in their hearts? What are you going to do about raising them in truth so that they're not lost? What are you going to do about making decisions that will bless your family and bless your life? Are you going to continue to ignore it, push it away because you keep looking at people all the time? As long as you continue to look at people as your church, you're going to fail miserably and they're going to fail you over and over and over again and it's never going to be all right. But if you will for a moment glance inside your heart, to the only one who can touch your heart. Jesus is knocking. Jesus is there. And he wants to turn your life upside down. He wants to he wants to change you and give you a new heart and a new life. He wants to transform you. If you're here today and you need to make a decision for Jesus, you need faith to be strong in your life you need you want to make the right decision if you've got breath in your body and a heart that's beating then you are on purpose and you have destiny and god is here to save you today so with every head bowed christians are praying all over the room because this is why we brought the lights up this is why we made the rocks why everybody practiced and the rehearsals went on for months all for this moment right here Because it's not just for us to pat each other on the back saying we had a good program. It's so that the message of Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ, can be received in your heart right this second. If you're here today and you need need Jesus on Easter Sunday morning, you need 2016 to be the day, your eternal birthday, you're ready to pray a prayer from your heart. And I'd like you to just slip up your hand and write back down. And I'm going to pray with you right where you are. Is there anyone? Would you just slip up your hand and say, yeah, I'm sure I want to pray. God bless you. God bless you. Is there anyone else? God bless you, sir. God bless you. I see you. Anyone else? People are lifting their hands. Is there anyone else? I need that. I need to make Christ. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. I see you. Yes. Hands are going up. Christians are praying. God bless you guys. I see your hands. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see you too back there. Thank God. Thank God for these. Greatest decision you'll ever make in your life. More important than any other decision you make is this one right here. This is it. This is the most important day of your life you don't know christ as your savior if you have not accepted him into your life then this is the most important moment of your life you thought it was a contract you signed but this is it okay i'm gonna ask you to stand so many hands were lifted up i couldn't begin to know how many i'm so thankful for each one i've got a couple of children that was so beautiful if you would stand with me all over the house we're going to pray this prayer and as we pray this prayer it's not a magic formula words are are useless unless they come from the heart and if they come from your heart today then you are leaving out of here with a complete wonderful transformation that comes straight from God Christians will you help me let's all pray together making it easy for these that have lifted their hands let's pray Lord Jesus come into my heart forgive me of my sins I need you I am lost. I want you in my life. I believe you're the Son of God. You died on the cross. You rose from the dead. You purchased my salvation with your sacrifice. So I declare today you're Lord, Lord of my life, Lord of my family, and I am going to serve you. Make me strong. As I endeavor to walk in my new faith, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's it. That's it. Amen. That's what makes us happy that we have done the work of God and that people have accepted Him in their lives. Out in the lobby today, there's a booth that's set up. It says crosswalk above it. It's a discipleship booth. If you just go by and you made that decision for Jesus, you need a Bible, you need a little resource. They're just going to hand you something that will help you along your way. They're not going to take a Visa card or or take your name and number. They're just going to hand you a free gift. And they want you to make a connection with Jesus that will last forever. So I thank you today for coming. I thank you for being with us. I want to give it up. How, would you help me just for a moment to thank all the actors and the singers and the players, the audio and video and lighting and all of these people. Gary and Kathy, I want you to come out here if you would. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our music worship arts pastor and his wife, Kathy. They are a wonderful team. They've been here for a long time. We are so thankful for them and love them very much. I'm like,
16: Let me say, I, I, there are like a million names. Mo and our writers, you just did an outstanding job this year. Our Our tech people, <clears throat> they're the best. They're getting more professional every year, every step of the way. I appreciate them. This wonderful rhythm section and horn section, wow. They're crazy. I don't know... I don't know where you find better soloists than you heard tonight. I mean, they just they sing like crazy. We've even got a new bass. Hold that bass up there. I want them to see that.
1: Yeah. It's bigger than he is. It is. But we awesome. think
16: he'll grow into it. So, but we, we just praise the Lord for that. Nicole and David, they do all the sets. Nicole is my, my librarian. She dreads to even come in and see me because she knows something's changed. But uh, I just appreciate all of them. And, my, of course, my wife. And I think if, if i got everybody else, I always walk off and they go, Oh, you forgot. But I don't want to forget anybody. It's not about us anyway. It's glory to God. And that's the only reason we do it.
1: Well, happy Easter. Happy Resurrection Sunday. I hope that you'll spend the rest of this day with family and friends. And that you'll be just filled with the thoughts of what God has done for you in your life. Go and have a wonderful, wonderful day. There will not be service this evening here, as you can imagine. There's a lot of work to do to put this all back into shape for regular services this week. Thank you. God bless you and happy Easter to you.
16: And if you don't have anything to do and you're lonely.